1: Phone
0: streams, and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See for details. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app, or text the word GIVING to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life.
1: I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. So Father, I rebuke whatever it is that would try to obstruct the flow of your word tonight. And in Jesus' name, I say have your way in us, have your way through us so that we can move with authority and so that we can move with power. We thank you that no weapon, everybody say no weapon, weapon. that is formed against us would prosper. And every time that rises in judgment, we thank you that it is condemned. Have your way in us tonight. Your will be done across America and around the world. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. So listen, guys, we're in this series called A New Altitude, and we're ending it tonight. We've been looking at words that end in oud, or U-D-E, as they affect our altitude. Why? Because the suffix ood, it means to take action and to change something. Everybody look at me. Your problem is sitting in your seat. I need you to hear me. It is not your mama. It's not your daddy. It's not your boss. It's not your pastor. It is not where you've been. It's not what you're going through. It's not what's happening to you. You need to hear me. The only issue you have is the person that's sitting in your seat, which means if you want to see change around you, I need you to lay your hands and say, it starts in me too often we learn how to project our issues on other people. It's this person. It's that person. It's that person. It's this. It's what I've been through. You don't know what I've been through. Stop. Don't nobody need to know all of your business. What they need to hear is your testimony. Let's go. What does that mean? Here's what I went through that was a test, but I beat it, and now it's a testimony. Here's what I went through that was a mess, and now it's my message. Here's the hell I had to go through, but baby, now I'm walking in heaven on earth. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say your first name. Say something needs to change in you there's changes in us that needs to match what God's about to do why would God want to take your life to another altitude but your attitude is bad why would God want to take your life to another altitude watch me but your excellence is sloppy why would God I want to take your life to another altitude, but your commitment is sloppy. Why would God want to take you to, watch me, because a higher altitude means more people can see you. Which means God says, if I put you up, I need to make sure that you're going to represent me well. I don't need you getting put up so that you can embarrass the kingdom and embarrass me because you got to a place that your character couldn't keep you at. I need you to represent me and represent me well. It's quiet. Ain't nobody going to talk to me right there. Watch me. God says, I want to change something in you to match what I'm about to do. And Sunday we learned that every place that Jesus shed his blood, he left a receipt for something that you and I need to receive. And we discovered that he handled the bath like a champ. Not because it was easy, but because he had a positive attitude. Listen, here's what's amazing to me is that as a pastor, I can teach and preach and teach and preach and teach and preach. But let's just tell the truth. You grown, you're going to do what you want to do and what i hope that you do is that you don't watch me the bible says it's better that you never heard it than to hear it and not do it because you'll be judged for hearing it i need everybody to hear me god says i won't tolerate you saying you had a bad day as an excuse for why you got a bad attitude i need you to make this declaration over yourself saying i have a positive attitude i got a positive watch me he had a positive attitude and ours should be just like here it's his philippians chapter two and we're going to look uh, from verses five down through verse seven. It says this: "Have this mind." What does that mean? Have this position or this settled way of thinking. All of that means attitude. So really, he's saying, "Have this attitude among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus." Who, though he was in the form of God, watch me, did not count it as a thing uh, with God to be grasped. Verse seven. But emptied himself. Here it is, taking on the form form of a what? Servant. Taking on the form of a what? Servant being born in the likeness of man. So here's today's message. You ready? Here it is. Excellent servitude. Mm. Let's go. See, listen, you watch me when you are a servant, excellent servitude is not based on what you think is excellent. It's based on the excellence of whom you are serving. Now, let's get into this thing. This is important. Uh means this. It means the state of voluntary or compulsory subjection. That's interesting because that means I am volunteering myself to make myself subject to. And can I be honest with you? We got a lot of people that want to be over stuff but don't know how to be under nothing. We live in a culture where we got a lot of people with ideas that, watch me, they don't have the excellence to implement. I want to preach tonight. That's all right. It's the state of voluntary subjection to something. It means this, the condition of being bound to service. Question, you can serve and not have a servant's heart, which means you don't have a servant's attitude, which means dealing with you is more difficult than the value you bring. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. On your job, is dealing with you more difficult than the value you bring? Let's go here. In church, is dealing with you more difficult than the value you bring? In your family, is dealing with you more difficult than the value you bring? Here's the question. What about your life reflects excellent servitude? I need you to say this. Say, my servitude affects my altitude. Say it like you mean it. Say, my servitude affects my altitude. Now, when we look at this on Sunday, uh, we learned that there are four basic attitude types. Here's the first one. It's a negative attitude, and I had you do these hand movements on Sunday um, to represent a plane because your altitude determines uh, your, or your, excuse me, your attitude determines your altitude. And so I gave you the hand movement to determine that. And so one of those, watch me, the negative attitude is where the nose of the plane or the position of the nose of the plane, it's facing down. Which means you will eventually crash because of negativity. All right, I need you to say this. Say, I rebuke any negative attitude that might be in me. If you had trouble saying that, then you ain't nothing but negative attitude and through this camera I'm gonna get you set free. I need you to open up your mouth and say, I rebuke every part of any negative attitude that might be in me see here's the deal if you have a negative attitude your plane will crash and you'll blame everybody else for why it does your life will crash and you will blame everybody else for why it does your life will have consistent and constant issues and you'll blame everybody else for the way that it is and I need you to hear me somebody say excellent servitude come on say it like you mean it's an excellent servitude Now, here's the next one. Here's the next one. Uh, The next type of attitude is a neutral attitude. Everybody say neutral attitude. So here's a negative attitude. It's facing down. Uh, or, Or a negative attitude. It's facing down. Here's a neutral attitude. It's flying straight. Now, here's the problem with a neutral attitude. A neutral attitude, there is no lift under its wings. Now, I need you to get this. If there's no lift under its wings, watch me, then that means a neutral attitude is going to fall out of the sky. How do you get lift under your wings like a plane? Uh, What does lift mean? It's what keeps the plane in the air. You've got to make sure that the nose of the plane is adjusted up slightly because, watch me, the wind that comes against it is actually going to be what gives it its lift. A neutral attitude doesn't want to have to change anything because it doesn't want to have to deal with any type of resistance. So, consequently, it's flying straight, but watch me. There's no lift under your wings. See, you ever heard people say this? I just want to stay under the radar. What that means is you've got a neutral attitude about life. I mean, if you've got a neutral attitude about life, things are not going to be able to work and go the way that you want for them to go. And I need you to make this declaration over your life. Say, I've been through too much. To, care, to not care about it. No, I need you to say this thing like you didn't been through some stuff that tried to oops upside your head, make you want to kill yourself, make you want to give up, make you want to throw in the towel. I need you to open up your mouth and say, I've been through way too much to not care about my life now. Come on, say this. Say, God's been way too good to me to not give a care now. You gotta be careful with neutral attitude people because they will always tell you you're doing too much and it's because they're not doing enough. You gotta be careful with negative attitude people because when you get around them, you can feel their energy. Their energy is like a black hole and you call it a demon. Maybe it's just a negative attitude. You ready? Here's number three a sickened attitude. A sickened attitude is sickening. Please understand me. Have you ever said this about somebody? They make me. Let me tell you what they might have a sickening attitude. And let me tell you, you, watch me, you are too grown to be being around people that are contagious with sickness y'all ain't saying that you better learn some lessons from social distancing and quarantine if you get around somebody that's got a sick and it attitude you better say you know what let me social distance from you and since i've been around you let me quarantine for two weeks because i'm not letting your bad attitude mess my flow up mess my worship up mess my prayer i'll dare you let a human being change how you give god glory Matter of fact, I want you to make the devil mad, and I just want you to release a praise for the next five seconds, and don't care who got an attitude. Go, five, four, come on here, three, two, one, somebody say, God, I love you. Sickened attitudes are sickening. They will make you sick. And you have to be careful because, watch me, sickening attitudes are normally very, uh, can I teach now? They normally are very flattering to you until you discover that they're the, po- the plague. They will pull you into their click. They'll pull you into their circle. They'll pull you into their drama. And they will say all of the things that you, watch me, that they can see that you want to hear. Because a sickening attitude is a destructive attitude. But what's a destructive attitude? It means I see something built that I want to destroy. Since you're happy, I got to take that from you. Since you're joyful, I got to take that from you. Since things are in order, I got to get it out of order. And you better be careful with that attitude because that attitude will destroy what you built. I dare you to just open your mouth and make this declaration. Say, I rebuke every sickening attitude that's in my circle right now. Oh, come on, let's go here. Say, I rebuke every sick and attitude that's around me right now. What did you just do? You just asked God to open your eyes so you can see who's making you sick. Because for some of y'all, who's making you sick is a person. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. For some of you, who's making you sick is a person sitting up in your house, right? Let's go. Negative attitude. Neutral attitude. A sickened attitude. You got to be careful because people with sicken attitudes, they are, watch me, they are players. Now, watch me, what do you mean by players? I don't just mean from a relational standpoint. I mean they're players, watch me, they will prey on your weaknesses. And they will see that you look like you want somebody to hang out with. Come on. They will see that you look like you want somebody to talk to. And then they'll slowly pull you into it. And then cough on you. With no mask on. Come on. No mask on. That's why, watch me, that's why you got to be careful. Watch me, that's why you got to be careful. You, some of y'all, can I help you? You need to be glad so-and-so stopped calling you. Why? Because when you started praying, Lord, it upgrade my circle, God says, well, to upgrade your circle, I had to get rid of the sickening people. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Let's go. Come on, watch. Here's the fourth attitude, and this is the one we're supposed to have, a positive attitude. Make this declaration and say, I have a positive attitude. Come on, say it again say, I got a positive attitude. Uh-uh, I need y'all to say it like me to say I have a positive attitude. All right, watch me. So, 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 Sunday's message was called adjusting your altitude or your attitude, and that means to alter slightly to achieve number one the desired fit. Question: Does that attitude work for your desired altitude? See, listen. Nobody has to put up with your attitude. See, this is this is important to understand because especially, let me just go here. It's even in church. Sometimes people think in church, people have to put up with your sickened or negative attitude. Nobody has to put up with that. Well, you say, love God, love people a lot. We love you, but your attitude requires quarantine. That is love. That's the way love goes. You ought to be glad somebody loves you enough to call you out on it and not let you keep getting other people sick. I need you to just lay your hands on yourself and say, stop tripping when you get called out. Even in families, people, but that's just how she is. Somebody needs to tell her that she's making people sick. That that's just how she act. She's 42. She don't get to act like that. Y'all ain't going to say, and not be in this house. She can act like that at her own house. But not in this. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. See why? Because here's what we like to do. If you got a sicken or a negative attitude, here's what you like to do. You want people to, what's wrong? What happened? What they do? What they say? Nothing's wrong. Your sicken attitude just wants to destroy. It's desto- it sees something working, it has to tear it up. Let me help some of y'all understand something. For some of you, Watch me. You prayed for a good relationship, got it, and made them sick. <laughs> and when they stopped wanting to be sick because of you and decided to, watch me, go somewhere, get to another relationship. Not, it's, it's quiet in here. I, I promise you I ain't studying you. Right? Here's the deal. Here's the deal. No one has to put up with an attitude that's negative or sickening. No one has to tolerate it. Nobody has to put up with it. Nobody has to deal with that. And sometimes in life, we think, well, people, if you really love me, you will be patient with me. Mm -mm, Not if you're making me sick. You understand what I'm saying? All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right, so so does it fit where uh, your desired altitude? Number two, it means to alter slightly to achieve the desired fit. Here's number two, appearance. Does that look good on you? Like, why put up, ladies, let me, let me have a conversation, ladies. Come on, this is between you and your pastor, come on. Fellas, don't listen right now. Between me and the ladies. Why do all that makeup, get all them eyebrows, purchase all that, I mean, uh, here's the deal. Why do that and your attitude sucks? Why are you dressing up and looking nice but your attitude's ugly? Y'all ain't going to talk to me. You could have you, you, you you just rolled out the bed if you was going to have a half ass attitude like that. Excuse me. Last message in the series. Like, what you doing for? Take that back. I hope you got the receipt. Keep them, where are my receipts? Give me my receipt bag. Hold on. Listen, for some of y'all with these negative and sicken attitudes, let me see if I got the receipt for your hair and makeup and nails and eyebrows. <laughs> Leave it right there. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Here's the deal. Fellas, why do all this, all that? Why do all of that if then, on top of that, you put a negative or a sicken attitude? On top of all that, you should have just keep eating the honey buns. (laughs) Y'all ain't going to talk to me tonight, Jesus. It doesn't look good on you. And I know you, watch me, when you have a negative or a sicken attitude, here's what you really want. You want control. So the attitude is designed to, I need control of the situation, so let me get an attitude. And here's the problem. You're not going to get what you want doing it like that, which is the third thing of adjusting your altitude. Watch me. Is it going to get you the desired result? You won't get where you want to go acting like that. Y'all got to hear me. It is amazing, I promise you, it is amazing as a pastor to see people pray for things that you can clearly see, well, your attitude ain't ready for that. You're just not. You're just not. But I need you to make this declaration over yourself. Come on here. Because let's be honest. Can we all be honest? At one point or another, we have all had a negative attitude. Air hand better be up. At one point or another, we've all had a sicken attitude. But guess what? This was the last month that's going to be in your life. Uh-uh, don't play with me. I need you to open up your mouth and say, I release and I renounce a negative attitude and a sickened attitude. Say, this is going to be the best year of my life and the best decade of my life. Say, and I can't get there with a bad attitude. Say, yes, Lord. So here's the question. though. Here's the question. Because on Sunday, I asked you, what was your, and on Monday night prayer, I asked you, what was your dominant attitude type? Most people said positive. Some people were honest and said negative. (laughs) I didn't remember seeing too many sickens. Because here's the deal. Can Can we have some real conversation? That requires you to admit your behavior. And listen, kids won't even do that. Which means when you won't own your attitude, it speaks to the level of your maturity. This is Wednesday night, so i teach hard. you ready? You say, hey, did you do such and such? No. I have video evidence of you doing it. I have a signed affidavit you signed yesterday. And here's the problem. In America right now, you see it all over TV with people that won't own what they do. So what's the spirit in the land? Because the spirit in the land is set from the highest offices in the land. So what's the spirit in the land? I'm not going to own my attitude. Come on, y'all. Let's go. All right? So, so here, here's the thing. 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 The reality is is that if we're not honest when those moments where our attitude is bad, if we're not honest in those moments where our attitude is sickened, then what happens is it speaks to the fact that we have not matured to the point to where we can be real, which means we have disqualified ourselves to heal. God can't heal your cartoon character. He can't kill who we're pretending to be. And can I tell some of y'all why your issue of blood have lasted 12 years and was only supposed to last 10 minutes? It's because every time God was ready to heal you, you put your character up front. You put your representative up front. But I need you to make this direct declaration over your life. Say, I have nothing to be ashamed of. Say, because I can be real so I can heal. So let's go. Here's the truth. Here's the truth. Our attitude can slide to the right. Slide to the left, you can slide to the right, slide to the left, and then sometimes crisscross, and then you cha-cha real smooth with it, but the only problem is it ain't smooth. And here's what you do, you ready? Then you change directions. So now you got a new friendship, and you still slide to the right, slide to the left. And here's the deal. Nothing's changed about your attitude. You're looking at something different, but you're handling it the same way. You're in something different, but you're handling it the same way. So you'll accuse God of not doing what he said, and God said, you the one with them played out dance moves you come on (laughs) come on let's go let's go so here's the question with who this is so good to me oh my god with who what where when and why does your attitude slide I'm gonna ask you again with who you already know it's some people that just seeing them make your attitude slide a lot of folk ain't telling the truth in this room we social distant in here, but I'm finna get real up close and personal. <laughs> you already know. There are certain. Can we be honest? There are certain, you got certain family members that you have to, just to go around them. <laughs> when the Bible says, put on the whole armor of God, you literally have to sit in your car for 10 minutes putting it on. <laughs> Lord, just in case. You ready? Let's go. What? causes your attitude to slide. There are certain things that cause my attitude to slide. I can be honest. When I said A, hey, and you bring me a zebra, my, what, I, what did I say? Like, how you misunderstand A, B, C, D, E? Then I walked you through it. Then I gave you a video for it. And you still brought me a zebra? What? That ain't no mistake. That's negligence. Y'all see how passionate I got just preaching it? I already know that makes my attitude slide. Do you hear me on them drums? I already know that makes my attitude. So what did you understand in what I said? Because I'm trying to repeat myself. Oh, I want to get paid like these childcare workers get paid. Pay me some money then if I got a babysit you. Y'all, okay, y'all see how passionate I just, listen, listen, whoo, praise him. Okay, look, where, watch me, where does your attitude slide? Some of you, watch me, the enemy knows when and where for something to be introduced to you, so you miss the moment of where you're at. Case in point, for many of you, on Wednesdays, you deal with warfare. Why? Because he needs you to try to come up in here or come online off. Saturday nights, warfare pop up. Y'all ain't going to talk to me because he wants you to walk into the building. Well, not right now, but he wants you. Don't come in here. Listen. No, you come. You come. We love you. Just this. Just, 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 okay. He wants you. Watch me. He wants you to come to church with an attitude so when the word goes, you can't even hear it. He wants your husband to say something so while y'all sitting there listening to the word, you ain't even listening for you. You listen like, I hope this ninja hears what the man of God is saying. <laughs> I hope this woman here. Come on. Husband, he wants you looking at your wife. Did you hear what Bishop said about attitude? Ha, ha, ha. And you miss yours, sir. I'm preaching hard tonight. It's the last message of the series, huh? So that he wants you to have an attitude. He wants you to have warfare on Monday night prayer, so that you can't even get on prayer. So we praying for breakthrough, and you like, mm, mm, mm. I, I challenge you to peak game. I I expect like I'm ready on Wednesdays. I'm like, so who, where, who? Like where you at? Where you at? I'm ready, come on, say something, say say something to me. I'm ready. Sundays, I'm ready. Mondays, I'm ready. Do you hear me? I am ready, because I said, listen, I'm not, listen, fool me once. W said, well, he couldn't remember the joke, he said, you can't fool me twice. I need you to open up your mouth and say, the devil ain't gonna fool me again. All right? When does your attitude slide? Ooh, when come here ladies another conversation between me between you and your pastor now listen Uh, ladies every lady in her journey of womanhood experiences different times throughout the month wherein her emotions can begin to change because her body is watch me cleansing itself.
0: <laughs>
1: and when you begin to clean up and when your body begins to clean itself. Watch me. When let me help somebody there's a revelation there. Somebody say there's a revelation there. Be careful that your attitude doesn't go sour when God starts to clean because you're not used to what he's changing. When a woman's body is beginning to clean, cleanses, cleanse itself, listen, let's be honest. Sometimes, ladies, come on, me and you, this is just pastor and the ladies. Okay, bishop and ladies, you ready? Sometimes, your attitude, you know when it's coming. Your kids know when it's coming, they got it on their calendar at school. Mama start acting mean right around the 12th. Don't ask her for nothing from the 12th until the 19th. About that whole week, we just better fast and pray. (laughs) Y'all, here's the deal, here's the deal, fellas. And the journey, this is men and bishop. Ladies, stop listening, okay? No, y'all can't. Ladies will ear hustle, do you hear me? A woman will be at another part of the house and know what you was talking about in the backyard. So man, uh, so now what y'all was talking about going to the, (laughs) I love you ladies, I love you fellas, we having fun. Fellas, there is no medically prescribed equivalent to what I just referenced for women. But there is certainly a psychological, because men, watch me, when you start to feel, here it is, unaccomplished and unproductive. Everybody in the house no From the 25th to the 30th. Now, when he get paid on the first, he's gonna feel better about life, but <laughs> from them last five days. <laughs> what are you saying, Bishop? Everybody can be honest. We have wins. That are attitude triggers that make our attitude slide. On the chat, you guys begin to type something in. Let's have interactive social distance church uh, for the few that are in the building. When, 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 do, when do you begin to notice that your attitude begins to slide throughout the month? Talk to me. Mm, don't even clean it up. We're gonna do this I Cantina rough. <laughs> Every now and then, I think you'd like to hear something else. Talk to me. End of the month, okay, end of the month. When you're, when you're working. The Fridays you do not get paid, all right? Come on, y'all talk to me. <laughs> L- listen, hold on, hold on, let me preach. Because some of y'all, watch me, when it's time to go home, you drive around the block. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Right? Here's the deal. Everybody under the sound of my voice, guys, we all have a who? Who? We all have a what, we all have a where, we all have a when. Here's the last one, why? Why does your attitude slide? Here's the why, you want control. And your attitude going negative or sicken is your way to get control. I'm in control if I roll my neck. Now think that through. What control did you get? None. What control do you feel? All. Which means what you feel and what's real are always two different things. When you have an attitude, you think you're in control. Here's what the people around you think. She can't be trusted with that. He can't be trusted with that. Can I be on? Okay, no, no, that's, that's, that's too much. Yeah. Listen, sometimes you want to bless people, and they don't know what you were thinking of blessing them with. And then you watch them get negative or sickened, and you say to yourself, I'm not getting that close to be a blessing because that attitude is repulsive. It's quiet in the church. So, listen, here's, here's, here's the four times for most people that your attitude slides. And we're going to walk this thing out. Y'all ready? Let's go. Number one, when you feel attacked. What does attack mean? Aggressive action against. Let's go to the word. Numbers chapter 20. We're going to look at verses 2 through 6. What, what chapter? Numbers. Or excuse me. What book? Numbers. What chapter? 20. What verse? Dose. Ready? Now, there was no water for the congregation. And they assembled themselves. What? Together what? Against. What, what is attack? Aggressive action against. So what's happening to Moses and Aaron? They are being attacked, watch me, by who they helped. It's a very unique attack when the hand that's attacking you is the hand that you made sure. It's very unique when you are attacked by the people that you help the most. I wish we could have a moment of honesty with anybody under the sound of my voice where you've ever been attacked by somebody and you're looking at them like what you have, I gave you. Stop. These people were former slaves that Moses and that Moses set free and now that they're free, they have the nerve, the intestinal fortitude, the audacity to attack Moses when you would have been a slave if it had not been for me. I wish you would not forget the bridge that got you you over notice can we go further it says the congregation so the bible says in acts that the children of israel were the church in the wilderness so it's referring to us so let me speak very specifically to church people whenever you have lack it says that the church likes to blame they didn't have no water who they want to blame moses it's the same moses got you out of egypt same Moses got you manna out of heaven. Same Moses got you through the Red Sea. Same Moses, you wanted meat. God sent quail. So much quail, God said, how you like me now? They, the meat was coming out their teeth. No toothpicks. Jesus. And they assembled together. Here's the next thing about an attack. They got other people to join their side. Be careful when you're on the wrong team. Let me be clear. Harvest, there's only one team, and that's the team that stands with the man of God. If you're on the other side of that team, baby, I'm here to tell you, you're on the wrong team. On your job, there's one team. You got in there talking about, well, we've been talking, we've been thinking. Let me tell you what they're going to do. They're going to say, well, what we've been talking and thinking about is how we can fill your position with somebody that don't talk and think like that. And before you say, well, y'all can do this. It's 23 million people right now that would love. I need you to open your mouth and say, Lord, I'm grateful. Here's the next verse. Come on, let's move. Here's the next verse. And the people, I'm going to move over here so these white jeans don't get into of the words. And the people quarrel with Moses. Stop! How you going to fight with Moses? How you going to fight? And listen, can I be honest with you? As a pastor, oh, my God. I'm going to do something called a day in the life of. Mm-hmm, I'm already working on it. I'm already, with all this quarantine time, I'm working on it. And the camera's going to follow me from morning to, 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 to noonday, <laughs> to evening time. And when you see what this seat deals with, watch me. I'm going to get apology letters. Got it? Because this, this Moses is the bishop. Got it? And what did the people do with him? They called with him. So let me help you leaders when you're like, I just don't know why these people do that. That comes with your seat. And the people called with Moses and said, would that we have perished when our brothers perished before the Lord? What are they talking about? Not in Egypt. They're talking about Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. These were three leaders that rose up against Moses, and God opened up the earth, killed everything that they had. Then the people complained the next day, and the Lord sent the plague on them and said, I, Y'all need y'all to hush your mouth. So they, watch me, which means they never changed their attitude. Look at me, everybody. Some people are never going to change. A conversation ain't going to fix it. Another meeting ain't going to fix it. Another Zoom ain't going to fix it. Another conference call. Matter of fact, cancel the meeting. It ain't going to change nothing. You got to be okay with that. Somebody say, I'm okay with that. And look at me. It's not your responsibility to change them. Verse, let's go. It says, "Whether we have perished, when our brothers perished before the Lord. So here's what they're saying. You should have just let us die. Verse 4. Why have you brought the assembly of the Lord into this wilderness that we should die here, both we and our cattle? And why have you made us come up out of Egypt to bring us to this evil place? And there's no place for grain or figs or vines or pomegranates. And there is no water to drink. Look at verse 6. Watch their response. Y'all ready for this? Notice what they didn't do and notice what they did. Because I'm going to show you how you don't let your attitude slide when you feel attacked. Watch their response. Verse 6. Then Moses and Aaron went from their presence. The first thing you need to do before you fight back. Because, see, here's what a lot of y'all want to do. But I just need to say what I need to say. I need you to learn how to hush because somebody's trying to call your name. He says, and they, watch me. They went from the presence of the assembly to the entrance of the tent of meeting. Where'd they go? They went to church. (laughs) Come on. They went to the entrance of the tent of meeting, and what did they do? They fell on their faces. What does that mean? They took a position of worship and prayer. Let me tell you why you always get your attitude out of, out of whack when you feel attacked. It's because you don't go to worship and prayer. You go to cussing and screaming. You, got, you just attacked me. I'm grown. Ain't no, mm-mm. Go fall on your face. I need y'all to hear me today. I need you everywhere across America, around the world. Lift your hands, say, Lord, give me the grace to know when to fall on my face. See, this is the position of humility here. Because I'm, I'm not trying to clap back. I'm not trying to fight back. Because for some of y'all, watch me, it's, it's in your silence that you're gonna see victory. You gotta, l- listen, because some of y'all, watch me, let me, I'm gonna preach how I wanna preach, okay? Here's the deal. So some of you, the issues you have today are not with who you're dealing with. They're with your mama and daddy from when you were a child. So the reason you feel like you got to say something now is because you didn't say nothing when you were a kid. But the problem is God says, I don't need you talking all the time. I need you to learn how to have the grace to fall on your face. And then what happens? Put the verse up. And then what happens next? The Bible says, and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. Which means when I take a position of worship and prayer after I've been attacked, what is God going to do? He's going to show his glory. And what's his glory? His goodness. God says, if you will shut up, Bishop, that's rough. It's Wednesday night, last message of the series. Come on, let's go. If you will just be quiet for a minute when you feel attacked, listen, and go fall on your face and worship in prayer. This doesn't seem very strong though. Can I be honest with you? This doesn't seem very appealing. Most to most, that's weak. No, no, this is strength because Moses could have said, You know what? I got the power to ask God to kill all of y'all, and he would have done it. Read your Bible. The Lord often told Moses, Let me and you start over, Moses. This is me, I called you Moses, not them. Don't lose your, don't watch me, don't lose where you're headed over people that were never called, anyhow. Mm. Y'all got that. He said, "Moses, I call you." So they fell on their faces, and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. When you feel attacked, here's how you'll keep. It. Notice they didn't say nothing back to the people. They said, "Here y'all go, okay." Hita bashata, Father, in the name of Jesus, you better get her. Hey, glory to God, God, you better get them. It don't say what they prayed. It just say that they fell on their face. What does that mean? Nobody could see what they were saying. Oh, but what do we know happened? The goodness of the Lord showed up and God gave a strategy. I need you to hear me. Whenever you feel attacked, before you clap back, before you fight back, before you say your piece, you need to learn how to fall on your face. Here's number two, when we feel abused. When we feel abused. Now, let me be very clear. When I say abuse, I'm not talking physical or verbal abuse. The word abuse means to abnormally use, compound word. What does it mean? Abnormally use. So let's let's take off the abnormal. It means to be used. Question, though, what are servants for? Ooh, come on. What are servants for? What are servants for? I'm going to ask you again. What are servants for? Let me tell you why your attitude slides when you feel like you are being used. And let me tell you, this one was tough for me. Because if there's one thing that makes my neck snap, crackle, and pop is when I feel used. And the Lord had to check me here. Come on, I need you to open your mouth and say, Lord, check me too. It's a group checking. I said, Lord, this isn't fair that I invest this time and this energy in these people and I don't get a harvest from it. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I said, it's not fair that I have invested. Come on. Can I tell a little my testimony? It's not fair that I have invested the time and the energy and the resource and the blood and the sweat and the tears. And the church don't benefit from it. I don't benefit from it. And I got to deal with this repeatedly. I said, God, it's not fair. You want to know what he said? It's not supposed to be. Y'all ain't going to talk to me today. He said, it's not fair, and it's not supposed to be fair. He said, watch me. What you feel like is using you now is preparing you for where you're headed. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You're not being used. You are being prepared. I need everybody to throw both your hands up and say, I'm not being used. I'm being prepared. I said, this isn't fair. He said, it's not supposed to be. He said, who told you it was supposed to be? Who told you it was supposed to happen? You ready? Here's Mark chapter 10, verses 43 through 45. This is good to me. This is good to me. Mark chapter 10, verse 43 through 45. But it shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your what? Servant. Must be your what? Servant. Must be your what? Must be your what? Must be your what? what? Uh-uh, I need you to keep saying it until you realize that's what you are. Must be your what? 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 Some of y'all stop saying it at home, open your mouth to say, must be your what? 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 Stop, why you think you exempt? What makes you think that you are exempt? Mark ten forty three, verse 44 says, and whoever will be first among you must also be a slave of what? Stop. Of what? Here's your problem. You only got certain people that can tell you certain things. Here, let's go church. If Bishop didn't say it, Let's go job. If if the president didn't say it, y'all ain't going to talk to me. Let's go family. If mama didn't say it. Bible says and whoever would be first among you. This is deep. I need everybody to say this with me. Must be a what? Slave of all. (sighs) You ready? Verse 45. Because you're a Christian, right? Christian to be like Christ. For even the son of man, who is that? God in a body referring to Jesus, came not to what? be served. Look at me. So that's where your attitude slides. Cuz you think somebody's supposed to serve you. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Now, let's be clear. In in structure, there are levels of service. You have uplines, you have downlines. That is supposed to be. But here's why your attitude gets off, is when you have, watch me, a sense of entitlement. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and watch me, and to give his life as a ransom for many. I'm just gonna be honest. Listen, this is a tough verse. Because to give your life as a ransom for some sorry, sloppy, half, ungrateful, unappreciative, disrespectful, disloyal, dishonorable people? That doesn't sound very appetizing. Like, who wants to sign up for that? But look at me, everybody, but that's what we signed up for. You should have read the book. You should have read the fine print. The bold print giveth, the fine print taketh away. You ready? See, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Do you have a servant's heart? Because you can serve without having a servant's heart. What what does this mean? That I have to take on the mentality that even if I felt like you used me, then guess what? Then that's what I was supposed to do. Let me tell you what happens if you don't have this heart. You feel bitter. So now you're like, "Mm mm-mm. And watch me, you make new people pay for old people's mistakes. So now your new relationship is suffering because of your old relationship, and you're about to make it the old one. And you like that woman by the the water. She said, She said, She said, uh, He said, Listen, watch me. What did he tell her? Give me some water. Serve me. But you don't know how to serve a man. Come on. He said, Give me some water, woman. Serve me. You don't know me, but serve me. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me now. Why did he say that to her? Because she knew her relationship status indicated that she had problems with the heart of a servant. Ooh, y'all don't want to talk to me now. So what happens? See, he, he says, she starts talking and she tries to have this spiritual talk. And Jesus is like, listen, you don't even know what you're talking about. He said, i tell you what, go get your husband. I have no husband. I know. I'm telling you, he is. I love God because Jesus is petty. He's yeah. like, I know you don't have one. You've had how many? Five. And the one you got now ain't your husband. Why? Because you don't want to commit no more, because you don't want to serve nobody. Some of y'all won't commit to serving, boss me, commit to serving because you're afraid of commitment, period. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me now. Nah. I need you to open up your mouth and say, Lord, I need a servant's heart. Come on, we're going to go old school and tarry for 20 seconds that God would give you a servant's heart. What is that mentality? What do you mean, Terry, Bishop? I need you to ask him for it until you feel something break on the inside. Go, 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 go. Lord, give me a servant's heart. Give me a servant's heart. Let me not feel like, hey, top Let me not feel like I'm above being a servant, above using my life to change lives. Father, forgive us for arrogance. Come on, y'all. Forgive me for pride. Forgive me for it, Jesus. Say, give me a servant's heart. Say it again. Give me a servant's heart. Let's go, let's go. I got to finish. I got to finish. I got to finish. I got to finish. Whenever you feel used, that's what you got to do. And let me tell you something. These are lessons Can can I be very honest? These are lessons that are so acute for me. Because there was things I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, this is not fair. I said, it's not fair that I do what I do and I got to deal with this. It's not fair that I'm consistent and faithful like I am. And I got to deal with this. Can I just be real? I'm going to testify. I got the mic, so I'm going to say what I want to say. I said, it's not fair that I can be counted on. And I can't say that for everybody in the seats around me. I said, it's not fair, sir. I said, how much more you want one man to take? He said, it's not supposed to be. This is not supposed to be. He said, get on your face.
0: (laughs) He said, get on your face.
1: He said, get on your face. Get on your face. Get on your face. He said, get on your face. He said, watch me. I need you to not look at them. I need you to look at me. I need you to not look at them. I need you to look at me. I need you not to look at them. I need you to look at me. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me now. I need you to just lift one hand and say, it's not fair. fair. Say, and it's not supposed to be. (laughs) Come on, let's go. Can I finish the word? All right, let me give you these last two. Three, when you feel abandoned. Yeah. How many people in your life, y'all respond online with a hand-wave emoji? This is this is blessing me. I keep saying that. If it's your first time watching, I'm like, why did you keep saying that? First of all, you didn't need to say all that. Number two, I love I love you though. Number two though, is because here's the deal: this word is living. So check me out. The Lord deals with me before I deliver it to you. So when I'm giving it to you, he already had me in the back. Get yourself together. Get on your face. He already got me together. Got it? So so this is powerful, right? When you feel abandoned. How many people, a hand wave emoji online, you've ever been abandoned by somebody? Here's abandoned. Monday, hello, come on, we good. Tuesday, ring, 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 ring. We're sorry. But you still see him on social media. <gasps> Y'all ain't going to talk to me. And dating, they have a term for it. They call it ghosting. And this ain't the Holy Ghost. <laughs> this is another ghost. This is his cousin, Huey. <laughs> it's the Huey ghost. <laughs> this ain't the Holy Ghost. Y'all ready? When you feel abandoned, your attitude can slide. Cause And then it messes with your trust. It makes it difficult to trust because now you're like, mm-mm, that's why I don't trust nobody. Look at me. You are built to pour. And when you stop pouring, you'll become poor. Look at me. You are built to pour. And when you stop pouring, you will become stagnant. But when you've been abandoned by your father, by your mother, by a relationship, by somebody you counted on to be there, by somebody you were depending on, by somebody that they knew you needed them to be there and they did not care. Anybody been there? Here's the deal. Let me help you with that. Because your attitude will slide. So then you'll have a negative attitude about people. Then when you see other people happy, mm. you better be careful being nice. I was nice at one time. And when I I was nice, look at what happened to me. Look, you need to take your story to Maury Povich because that's the only people that want to sit up and hear that negativity. Everybody been abandoned. Everybody in the church been dropped. Come on. Everybody in the church been dropped. Hey, everybody in the church been dropped. So stop. Turn it around. Listen, that was good. Look, look, let me help you with this. Let me help you with this. First John 219. And I only got one more point. Then we out of here. This is. My God. First John 219 you ready? I've given you this verse before, but let me show it to you in context of your attitude. They went out from us, but they were not of us. Stop. So anyone that can abandon you was never, ever with you. That's number one. Some of y'all talking about that was my best friend. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. That was an imitator. Y'all, But y'all, but, listen, that was, a, uh, uh, that was a Terminator. Remember how Terminator would turn into images, turn, it would kill somebody. And, watch me, watch me. The counterfeit pretended like it was the real thing. So you thought somebody, ooh, God, you thought somebody that was really your friend hurt you because they looked like a friend because the Terminator turned into person and looked like your friend. That wasn't a friend that hurt you. So you're talking about I don't trust friends. That was never a friend. That was a Terminator. But they went out from us, but they were not of us. Watch what John says. For if they had been of us, they would still be with us. Because, see, if you're of me, you can't separate from me. My arm can't say, I'm out. It can't be like, you know what? I'm out. You are of me. Come on here, y'all. I pray that this year and this decade, you'd meet who's of you. Mm. I've never woken up in a morning. Uh, uh, oh, let me I don't like never. I have not woken up to this stage of life and woken up and was worried about my hand not being attached. It's of me. So it cannot go out from me. Got it? Let's go. They would have continued with us. Here it is. But they went out what? That it might become, look at me, plain. God says, Listen, you didn't get it, so I needed to make it plain, so they're no longer with you. Mm-mm. That's the whole point. Some of y'all are waiting on the ball to drop. That's the whole point. Like, I should have did a watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch. They went out. Somebody say, they gone. Say, They gone. So you could see it clearly. That they all were never of you. Bishop, but I was abandoned by my mama. Maybe you didn't read the Bible. She went out from you. Because she had you but wasn't of you. Because if she'd been of you, she would have continued with you. Sometimes God uses people to fulfill an assignment. And once the assignment is over, he dismisses them. I don't have time to go deeper, but I need some of y'all to watch me. Oh God, I just heard something. Some of y'all need need to stop trying to rekindle because it was never a fire. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. You better be careful trying to start stuff because it was never a fire in the first place. You talking about we trying to reconnect and rebuild. How you gonna reconnect with what was never attached to you in the first place? Let me finish this word. Come on, Holy Ghost. Let's go. Y'all ready? you ready? Here's the last thing. When we're annoyed. This is another one of them points. Actually, all these points are amazing to me. Y'all ready? Can we be honest, guys? Listen. Here's what annoyed means. Unmet expectations. Based on that definition of annoyed, how many of you are currently annoyed right now? <laughs> How many of you have been annoyed this year? Okay? All right. How many of you can project some annoyance sometime next week? Because <laughs> you' like I'm sensing that I might get annoyed. I don't know. <laughs> you planning for to be annoyed. You're like, I think about Tuesday at four. Tuesday at four. put it on the calendar. That is true. I did say, yeah, you put stuff on the calendar. Some of y'all are like, that's true. I'm planning to be annoyed Tuesday at 4. <laughs> so I'm going into prayer. Listen. <laughs> y'all ready? This is the word to sew into. I can't wait to sow, but I got to finish preaching it. All right, ready? When you have unspec- unmet expectations. Here's why we have unmet expectations. You ready? Because you're dealing with counterfeits or bad fits. Mm-hmm. Counterfeits or bad fits. You ready? What's an unmet expectation? If you think, ladies, let's go here. Ladies, many ladies like purses. I know all ladies don't. Many ladies do. So we're going to go with purses for ladies. If you thought you were buying a genuine, somebody throw out a name brand, Louis Vuitton, and you get that thing home, and you discover it's his cousin, Louis Vuitton. He's from North Denver. You ready? Okay, here's the thing. And you discover it's not what you expected. You're going to be annoyed. When you ask someone to do something, let's say you're a boss or an entrepreneur, and you pay them to do it. Or you expect them to do it. And it's supposed to be to you at five. 7.30 bros around, and they just now saying something. You're going to find yourself annoyed if you told your children that when you got home, that house better be clean. They've been in quarantine all day. (laughs) Ain't been doing nothing but sleeping and eating. (laughs) And you get home. Come on, y'all. Let's be honest. And you walk, listen, you walking in the house, you already put your arm on. <laughs> Father, in Jesus' name, please let these kids have got this house together in Jesus' name. Lord Jesus, I've been working all day. They better have this house clean in Jesus' name. And you walk in the house. You can tell from the front door. You ain't even got to look in the house. You can open the vestibule. <laughs> you can open the door to your vestibule. And you're like, you're annoyed. Ready? Say counterfeits, counterfeits, bad fits. So, uh, number one, counterfeits. Let's go scripture. 1 Samuel 16 10, 16, 10, 10 through 11. We're going to look at this, and then we're done. Is this blessing you? Uh, we're done. Here, here we go. 1 Samuel 16:10. And Jesse, Jesse is David's father. He made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. How many of his sons? Seven. Seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen these. Verse 11. Then Samuel said to Jesse, are all your sons here? And he said, There remains yet the youngest, but behold, he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and get him, for we will not sit down until he comes. How many of his sons? Seven. What's seven mean in the Bible? Completion. What is David? The eighth. What is the eighth in the Bible? A new beginning. What are the first seven? Counterfeits. What does that mean? Counterfeit. This is the puzzle. Anybody see the puzzle? It's a puzzle. It's a puzzle of animals. Got it? It's like the animal kingdom. There's a, uh, there's a uh, lion, an elephant, panda, panda. Yeah, you got to say it like you're spiritual. Panda, mand of God, a panda. Come on, I need y'all to read y'all's Bibles, man. <laughs> I'm just joking. Listen, there, look at me, you ready? There is only... One piece that fits here. Only one piece that fits here. It's a whole lot of pieces right here. Some of you all, here's why you get annoyed, is you deal with a lot of counterfeits. And what you try to do is force it to fit. You're going to work today. We've been in prayer all day. You're going to work today. God told me. Mm. let me just say something if God spoke as gratuitously as some of y'all say he does you're not, listen please go get my messages like the dream series and stuff about God's voice and sometimes you talk about the Lord spoke and God is like I ain't said nothing because when I say stuff it works mm. You ready so here's the deal here's what we do here's why you're annoyed I'm going to show you why you're annoyed look at the screen get real close get real close Look, it almost fits. And what they say in old school church, 99 and a half. So now you're annoyed because nothing quite lines up the way it's supposed to. Because you're dealing with a counter fit. It doesn't mean this piece is bad. It's just a counter fit. What does that mean? It doesn't fit. So rather than celebrating this, you now are annoyed with it. (laughs) Come on. You're annoyed with it. You're annoyed with it. Okay? You're annoyed with it. Okay? If we need somebody to play the keys, and they can't play the keys, play some bad stuff. No, don't even, that's too good. Play something real bad. And then try to act like you can sing. Stop, stop. Now, here, now here's, here, here's what y'all will going to do. What, but they got a good heart. I'm not hiring a heart. He ain't over there to have a good heart. Now, he, need to, he better have a good heart. But <laughs> you better have a good heart, you hear me? you be frying fish in the morning, you hear me? You better, you better have a good heart. That's not what I need him to do. So every Sunday and Wednesday, I would walk in here. Don't do it. But like sing something spiritual, do a church song. every Sunday I'm going to walk in church like I'm going to be annoyed because he can't give me what I want and it ain't his fault it's my fault because I know he can't y'all ain't going to say nothing to me right now Some of y'all are angry at friends that just can't give you friendship. They can't. They don't communicate with you. They don't talk to you. They're not consistent with you. They can't. And here's what you're doing. Amen. Real close. See, look, because you want everybody to think it fits. Watch, and this is what you post on social media. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me now. That's what you post on social media. Is that right there. Let me have it in pieces, please. Thank you. That's what that's what you that's what you that's what you that's what you post on social media. Is the part you forced. Y'all ready? Somebody say this, say I can't force a fit. Say I can't fight to make it a fit. Now, let me just say this, because I know, I know, I know, and I got to quit. I'm out of time. Can I get this last one? Here's what some people will say. There's a difference between not being a fit and not trying to be better. Because some people are in your life to bring you up. Some people are in your life to strive for you to be better. And let me say this. Do not, please hear me, do not use what you can change. If you can't sing, you can't sing. You hear me? Now make a joyful noise to the Lord at your house, in your shower, in your living room. Come on here. In your dining room, in your automobile. That's where you do that. (laughs) I'm just using this example because we talk music. Here's the thing. But here's the deal. But if you could get better, don't say this isn't a fit. Because you could actually get better. You just don't want to. Some people say, this marriage ain't working. This just this, this ain't working. No, just tell the truth. You just don't want to talk. And you could do that. So before everybody goes tonight talking about, ooh, that's my word. I'm going to cut some people on Thursday. Just make sure that it's nothing you can change. Because there are certain relationships in your life that are designed to make you better. You hear what I'm saying? There are certain Listen, if Jesus, none of them 12 fit with Jesus. But he was there to make them better. Come on here. I need you to open up your mouth. Say, Lord, open my eyes to who's in my life to make me better. Come on, let me quit. I got to go. Next, bad fits. You got that bad love. That's what you got. That's what you got. You know that one, bad love? You don't know bad love, bad love. Okay. Who sings bad love? Ain't that a... I don't know. All right. You ready? Matthew 7, 7 and 6. Matthew 7 and 6. You ready for this? I've preached this before, but let me show it to you in context. Don't give dogs what is holy. <laughs> Don't give dogs what is holy. Who's speaking? Jesus. What does he call human beings? Dogs. So for everybody that says you're wrong for calling it what it is, if I can't call it an apple an apple, then what am I supposed to call it? <laughs> I don't know what to speak by faith over it unless I know what it is in the first place. All right? Do not give what's holy to the dogs. You ready? And do, when I say you're ready, I need you to talk back. You ready? And do not throw your pearls. Whose pearls? Your pearls. Before pigs. Here's what they're going to do. They're going to trample them. Then they're going to turn around and attack you. Say bad fits. fits. So sometimes we try to force it. Try to force it. Force it or fix it. That's one thing. Sometimes it's a bad fit. Matthew 7 and 6. Don't give dogs what? What's holy. What does holy mean? Distinct. Jesus Christ says some people have the attitude of a dog. Let's Proverbs say, a dog returns to its vomit. Stop. You know a person has the attitude of a dog because this person is making the same mistakes today they were last week. They're not new mistakes. They're the same mistakes that are regurgitated. Same mistakes. And I need you to declare this over your life. Say, I don't have time for that. Say, no more repeats of bad mistakes. See, last me, why do we have you to say this? Life and death in the power of your tongue. You've got to say it. Then he says, Don't give your pearls. What do pearls mean? Things of value. Don't give them to the people that have the attitude. Here's a better word than attitude. That have the demeanor of a pig. That have the mentality of a pig. What does a pig do? A pig eats. The same place a pig eats, it excretes. Now, I'm gonna still have my bacon. Come on here. You better bless your food and keep it moving. I just need everybody to know. That's why I don't mess with that swine. That's your conviction. Don't put that on me. I had it on my chicken sandwich today. Matter of fact, I I can't eat. It's after 6. I might just go get a bacon-scented candle. I'm just joking. (laughs) I got to quit. All right. Don't throw your pearls before what? Pigs. So a pig eats, it excretes. You understand what excretion is? Comes out. In, somewhere back there is out. Y'all got me? Why do you need me to get that, Bishop? Because then they roll in it. And then the mud, mixes with what they excrete it. You can't tell the difference. And they want you to roll in it with them. Based on that definition, how many associates, how many friends do you have that have the personality of a pig? They make a mess and want you to roll in it with them. And the cycle repeats day after day. Listen to me; they always going through. Always, I mean, always, always something. It's their Mama It's the devil. It's the God. It's Judas. It's Jesus. It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's an angel. It's a demon. It's a tattoo. It's a it's a it's a it's, a, it's, it's something. It's a toothbrush. The toothbrush was attacking them in their spirit. Always something. Somebody say that's a bad fit. They will annoy you. Why? Because you're going to get sick of the spin cycle. And you're going to have an unmet expectation that one day they're going to stop doing it. And they won't. They won't do it until they're slaughtered. That's what we do to pigs. What does that mean? They won't do it until it's a violent ending. Some relationships have been like that. You wouldn't end it until it was a... Ooh, but you ought to give God glory that he got you. I don't know who this is for, but for some of you, you have to go through some rough relationships. You ought to give some God glory that he got you out. Somebody say, thank you for getting me out. And I got to close it. So make this declaration and say, Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for giving me the grace to not let my attitude slide. When I feel attacked, when I feel abused, when I feel abandoned,